You got kicked out of Fat Tuesdays? Why don't we start with that? Someone How'd you get kicked out of Fat Tuesdays? <laughs> Someone I was with was dancing on tables, getting crazy. It wasn't me. I wouldn't do that. That's believable. Yeah. Forever the babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> that's a good start. Uh, <clears throat> what is this? Episode four? Episode four? Episode four. Episode four of Desert Beach Podcast. Today I have Bailey with us. Me, Austin, Bailey. Bailey, what do you do for work? I'm a patient care coordinator. For a home health hospice agency. Yeah. What does that mean? So <laughs> I, um, I basically control all the patients, like their schedules and whatnot. I help them get resources for the community. So we get a lot of um, like homeless patients and things like that who need the resources. So um, if you go to the hospital and you get a surgery because it's emergent and then you have all of these big wounds or anything like that, someone's got to take care of you. But if you don't have insurance, you don't have a doctor to sign your orders, then what happens so are you a a state-funded agency no we're private but um we do like pro bono work and things like that so okay it's really important there's not really any state-funded home health or hospice agencies so people that are dying or injured out of the hospital just kind (coughs) of good luck you know it's unfortunate how long have you been doing that for um i've been at this current position just for a few months since i moved back to arizona but healthcare almost 10 years so something along those lines for that long. Where'd you start in healthcare? Uh, I went to a trade school. I went for medical assisting. And I actually went there because I wanted to get the school loans to get a car. That's why. <laughs> I, started, I didn't really want to get in healthcare. I wanted to be a teacher. And I'm really glad I didn't. But um, I started as a medical assistant. So I started working at like a doctor's office. And then from there, it kind of just grew. I really liked it a lot. And I thought, oh, I want to be a nurse. But now I'm like, that's not for me. I want to start at the top. I like that's where it trickles down to. I want to make employees and patients happy. So that's my goal. Sweet. <clears throat> and so kind of your, your, so you went from medical assisting in doctor's offices to, um, let's see from there kind of got into case management, the hospitals. So okay. I was working with social work and nurses and things like that. Again, getting resources and creating discharge plans for patients. So I worked in oncology, so any cancer patients, they'd come in and get chemo, and then they leave, and we have to set up all these resources. And again, Phoenix has a huge homeless population, so that was like my main focus was getting those people who are uninsured or underinsured those resources so they can, you know, continue to get care. Because if not, where do they get their chemo? Where do they get? Yeah. They just have cancer, and and that's it. (laughs) Well, and that, I mean, there's such a big issue with that, with homelessness in general. Like, it's kind of, I mean me i don't know what happens to them and you see them like especially like the mentally ill ones and stuff like that that you sit there and think about like oh that sucks like yeah hopefully they're okay what happened to them yeah healthcare is awful the healthcare in the nation's awful with that what's your um how do you mean like doing uh like the canadian or, or european so working in the hospitals, um, you know, we get snowbirds out here. So we get a lot of people coming down from Canada. We actually have a huge population that lives here half the year from Canada. When I was doing like the in, or the high rise stuff, like the high end, a lot of people that have these high end homes, they are they're Canadian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Canadian healthcare, in theory, is great. I think that offering all people those services are good, and pre- for preventative care, I think that's the way to go. Because it would help people who, like we, like you were talking about before with diabetes, um, not all of it's a health 
you know, choice, I guess. But there are choices you can make to avoid things like that. And if everyone had that preventative care, we might not have to deal with the bigger issues. But let's say that you are having really bad headaches and you might they think you might have like a brain tumor, MS or something. <clears throat> to get a CT or an MRI could be years wait. Just with in Canada. So just there. Jeez. So do a lot of people from Canada come down here for healthcare reasons? Um, I don't think so. Um, the people I'd see in the hospital who were from Canada were people that had medical emergencies, but their insurance doesn't cover them here. They have to get the bill and submit it to their insurance there. So imagine a whole country of people submitting claims to their insurance and it's one insurance program, you know, yeah. what are they going to pay? What do, they, what do they pay here? And we don't have to do that. And we're paying for our insurance, you know? So I can't imagine that they're covering very much. And then to be in a situation where you had an ambulance or a helicopter ride and you had a major surgery and you were in the hospital for a month. Yeah. I don't see it as being a, like a very productive way of going about things. But Well, and I, I've heard like rumors where, <clears throat> for instance, treating strep throat here is, you know, two days on antibiotics and then you're not contagious and then you're good in a week and then like out there it's 10 10 days to two weeks yeah it's i mean just the access to care is the problem there here i think that we have a lot of resources people don't realize we have so that we have more access to care for those who are under um, insured or things like that so for instance let's say you don't have insurance Mm -hmm. we've all been there you know once you got parents insurance and you're like scrambling and you get well, sick. Well, it's not like it's cheap either. It's so you can put it off as far as you can. <laughs> so you're really sick and you have a cold and you, you know, we all know someone and we say, why don't you go to the doctor? I don't have insurance. That's like too expensive. But there are resources. You can go to the doctor for free here, even if you don't have insurance. But people don't know that stuff and they don't publicize that kind of thing. So I think that there's a lot of problems with our healthcare, but <clears throat> that's one of the things that are out there and people don't realize it. Uh, how do you know the means of getting that information? Like what do people have to do to um, be able to do that? Like, I guess for primary cares, I would always call the hospitals. So for instance, a couple of hospitals out here have what's called transitional care and they'll see a patient and not only will they see them for free or on a sliding scale based on their income, but they'll also help them get the Medicaid or they'll help them find resources for medical equipment or medications they need for medications. There's programs online like needy meds, um, they have little cards that you can take to the pharmacy. I've actually opted not to use my insurance at times and use those cards because my medication is cheaper. Through those? Through those. And those are available to anybody? Everybody. Anyone can do them. Yeah. You don't, there's even an app. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole app where you can just pull it up at the pharmacy and the pharmacy will tell you about it. That's the thing. You know, instead of asking, we're just like, that's too expensive. Huh. Well, that's interesting too. Like it just kind of shows the the fact that it's not a pub- publicized information like it's obviously a money game mm-hmm. and the fact that and it i i feel like it's almost required like they have to be able to provide uh like if, if you didn't provide those services so many more people would get sick but they're not going to publicize the fact that you can do it for free when i can make tens of thousands of dollars off the same stuff from you that's right and the biggest stress the biggest thing for me working alongside doctors is that they don't know about these these different programs. Not all of them do. Yeah. There are many who take the time to understand them. So when I go to the doctor, if my medication's too expensive, 
they're like, okay, here's this patient assistance program. You can apply for this and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I make decent money. So for me to be able to be eligible, I know people who don't have jobs or have multiple dependents can get it. Yeah. It's just sad. They don't know about it. So it's, yeah, it's a little crooked. It is. It's very crooked. I don't, I don't think that they're hiding it, but I don't think they're working to make people aware of it and what care to show people that's right what's the like who who would be the person making those decisions to publicize or not publicize that i think that there are a lot of agencies that are working to get them out there so um area center of aging they have a whole website full of resources for people that are you know of medicare age Mm -hmm. but a lot of people don't know that they can't use the computer yeah. And they live in like communities where they advertise $3,000 a month and we'll do everything for you. We'll grocery shop, blah, blah, blah. What about that stuff? You know? So yeah. I think that they're, they're free. They're free. They're free resources. So who, who would advertise that? You know, they're not making any money off of it. Why? So social workers make the world go around in medical. That's what I think. I don't think it's the yeah. doctors. <laughs> I think it's those people who, who know all that stuff. Because they're able to help everybody, not yeah. just people with insurance that can pay them. Well, one of the things, too, is, I mean, you look at just the average doctor, medical doctor, and the amount of work that he has and he has to do. He doesn't really have the time to go through and find all this extra information. Like, it's not like he has hours on in while he's at work not doing anything to Which research doctor? these things. <laughs> I mean, I worked for a lot of doctors, and I know that... There are many of them, they're seeing patients throughout the day and they have to chart and I understand that, but I do too. You know, if I'm working in a doctor's office, I am seeing just as many patients. I'm doing just as much charting. But then on top of that, I am in between patients. I have to give them their injections and draw their blood and explain their medications and explain what they're being sent home with and when they need to come back and why. And that doctor got to go in and say, okay, here's where we're going to treat this because I already found out what's wrong and how long, you know, so... If I can do it, I think they can. So do you, do you think that has to do with the, like, as a doctor's been in the industry longer, he stops caring as much? I think a doctor that's been in the industry longer, I was just thinking about this actually yesterday. Um, they say nursing is one of the hardest degrees you can get. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. I would think it would be really interesting for a nurse who learned 25 years ago to go back into nursing school and see if they could pass because things have changed so much. Yeah. You know, what about doctors? Um, Medicare guidelines say you have to sign a form a certain way, Medicare doctor, if it's a Medicare patient. And if they don't sign it that way, they won't get reimbursed. So there's doctors who are younger, haven't been in the field as long, who want to electronically do everything. Medicare wants a signature, a hand-drawn signature. And then there's older doctors where we need it done through the system because we're paperless and they refuse to because they don't know how and they don't want to learn. So I think it's just based on person, you know, yeah. we all know someone who doesn't want to use the technology. So I think that the older doctors don't take the time to learn that stuff because it wasn't around. They have their, they have their habits now and they're set in their ways. Exactly. They don't want someone else telling them how to do their job, especially somebody younger that's new in the that's industry. Right. That Yeah. I have a manager. She's been a nurse for 25 years She's something. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's very knowledgeable. I just think that she doesn't know how to use the computer. She doesn't want to learn. So she constantly will like throw people under the bus because if she gets in trouble for not doing something, she, oh, I delegated that. But she didn't. 
she just doesn't know how and she doesn't want to admit that but all she would have to do is say yeah you know i tried but i didn't really understand it okay like let's learn but it's that yeah ego of that not... willingness to learn is what they need yeah so once you like are are there like refresher like so in the water industry every three years you have to get x amount of points worth of classes mm -hmm. and whatnot to be able to renew your certifications do they have that kind of stuff in the medical industry they have continuing education um credits so let's see i don't have to do them i do do them i don't need to keep my license but nursing has to do them to keep their license and the thing is is that work is work so i think if you you like what you do, work isn't work anymore. Yeah. So for me, I enjoy going to school and learning about something that I just spent the whole day doing. Because it, to me, I, like, I'm passionate about what I do. Yeah. But, and that's not to say people aren't, but people have families and things like that and not have kids or anything. So to go and do their continuing education credits, most of them will work and turn it on the computer and walk away, you know? But that's where that education is. That's yeah. where you get that up-to-date this is what's new kind of thing going on. Are there a lot of people that are already set in the industries that are going after like new technologies and stuff like that? Or is that kind of few and far between? Like some people are really striving to get the newest information where others are just doing the day-to-day. -day. I think that major hospital systems are probably more on that. The money's there, you know, for them to do that. Um, here in Arizona, we have two major, well, three major hospital systems that I personally know are really striving to like make new advancements. So we have like a stroke center here. Um, we have a really good neurology in general, I guess I would say. We have a great um, cancer center here and Mayo Clinic, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then we have people who are working on um, more like Parkinson's. We have a really big Parkinson's center here. So they're very focused on the studies for those particular ailments yeah. and diseases. And there's, um, there's a whole, they did a study. It was really interesting. They did a study at a hospital I worked at and it was all on concussions and they focused on homeless populations and people who went untreated with concussions and, you know, all these things. And then they went out and gave them resources and saw how it impacted their lives. They followed them for like three months and it was just such a vast difference yeah. from when they first met them all because they didn't have access to that, but <clears> they <throat> used those people also in turn to advance their, their reach out to the community to advance the technology they use to make things. So yeah, you want to get like the next greatest thing, but also you want to mold the current things so that they're, ac they're accessible to people. You know, the people always say, Oh, they've already cured cancer. They just want the money. Yeah. Well, they they could work on making like the cancer treatments affordable, but they haven't done that. So really, like, do they have a cure? I don't know. <laughs> now, do you think it would be more affordable if there was a universal healthcare system? I think that it would be more affordable. Yes, but with affordability becomes long waits. Yeah. Higher demand. Because my understanding with like the stuff that like Bernie's big talking about is, you know, if, if we take on paying for healthcare with everybody, we can set uh, cost limits on different medications. So they would essentially look at the cost to develop the uh, medicine, cost to develop, and then um, 
break it down and say, okay, your your max amount of profit you can make on this over the next 10 years is 20% or They do have caps. They do have caps currently? Yeah. What happens is the companies, they have caps and the companies following them is the problem. So like, let's say the EpiPen thing. Someone bought out this company that made EpiPens and he's a dick and raised the prices. He skyrocketed them. Mm-hmm. So it made it impossible for people to afford something they absolutely need. Yeah. Um, it's his company. So there was a huge lawsuit though, because you can't do that. You're Especially not, it's against you, the law. And you have the <laughs> patents for that that yeah. aren't open yet. So it's not like you can get generic. So EpiPen. you just can't get it because he makes the rules. And if he's not following the rules, they can't put it on the shelves. Like that's just, just terrible. But, um, let's talk, let's think about this way. Minimum wage. People want it raised because cost of living is high. Why don't we have rent control? That would solve all of it. Yeah. <laughs> like rent control would be it. Stop asking for more wages and ask for rent control because then these apartments that are two bedrooms and they're like $1,200 and you don't even have a washer or dryer. Plus you got electricity, which in Arizona is crazy. If they had rent control, you wouldn't need to make those wages. You could live like, you don't want to live in the nicest but you'd be able to live in one of them. Yeah, you know? like have like sectioned housing, like yeah. low income. Well, we have section median. eight. There's so many low income, but again, like there's so many people, there's a huge wait list. Well, we've got it. so many restrictions on section eight that it's there almost really impossible are. to get into it. My mom managed section eight <clears throat> properties for 15 years and my grandma did too. And my gra- my mom, she got, um, she had a lot of health issues. So now she's disabled, but she went on to section eight. So yeah. I've seen both sides of it. And in, it's really hard for people to get on it, but they have to also do the footwork. You know, it's not to say that the resources aren't there. You have to try. So, and I feel like that's a a common thing. Like it kind of, I correlate that somewhat near the, um, like the food stamps thing. When you have people that aren't trying to get off of it or unemployment, Mm -hmm. aren't trying to get off of it and they're just content with doing it. It was easier to get on now that they did the legwork. They're kind of good for a while. I agree. And on top of that, they focus a lot on dependents. So um, it's going to school, didn't have insurance. If I had kids, I'd be fine. I'd have, I'd get those resources. Yeah. But instead, um, I got drug tested by my, my, my family. They thought I was doing drugs, but I just wasn't eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just was poor. <laughs> I didn't yeah. have any money. But um, yeah, it's really sad. I hate it. I think that um, it can, we always think like other places have it worse or other places have it better, but moved to Texas last year and I came back because of healthcare. Like I, it's really bad there. Like I couldn't get what I needed and I had insurance the whole time I was there, you know? So that's right there. It's a really rural area that I lived in and I was driving 45 minutes to meet with a doctor who would put me on a new medication and then she left the practice and I met another person who wanted to take me off medication I've been on for three years. That's doing me just fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a rural area. Um, A lot of those people aren't really, they're not as um, regulated as they are here. So they're not monitored as closely. They can kind of do what they want. And then on top of that, there's such a high demand for doctors and nurses there that it's just taking anybody off the street. So what, uh, if you go to a doctor and let's just say, for depression reasons mm-hmm. and they recommend XYZ for that. Mm-hmm. Is that because they've had good stuff from it or is it because there's 
like, do they get kickbacks on prescriptions they write? No. No, 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 no. (laughs) That's a big no-no. Okay. You can get completely, like, um, I worked at a hospital here, and if I took a pen from a drug rep, I can get fired. Oh, really? Because it can be portrayed as that, and the company had, like, zero tolerance rule, you know? Yeah. In other companies, it's like, yeah, you can take a pen, or maybe they they give little novelty things, like... Um, like hats and stuff yeah like just that. bags things like that yeah. notepads but if we were to take like food or a gift card or anything like that we get fired it's that, a big it's a kickback you're getting it's good to you're know, basically though. like promoting their company and it's seen as like you're trading services that's I, I mean that's same thing working for the city I mean, mm-hmm. I can't. Anything over $10 in value, I'm not allowed to take. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of places have that. Um, biggest thing is portrayal from other people, you know, because if there's a lawsuit, say that you give me a drug and something bad happens, then I can be like, well, you only gave it to me because they sponsored you for this, whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, I would say with depression, it's very difficult. It's not a science. It's one of those, one of the only, mental health is one of the only things that, you can't measure really you yeah. can't it's not like cholesterol or anything you can't give someone a medication draw their blood and say yeah this is doing the job you know so it's it's a science experiment it's yeah. sad well and it's <laughs> so many there's so many different medications out there for it there are. yeah so that's one of those i was just, yeah well i was always under the impression that there's funding by the um, manufacturers of the drugs there are I'm sure they fund a lot of the studies, like they're, doctors to do them. And if they're involved in it, they have to disclose that to their workplace. It's really, I mean, there are very tight regulations on that. Um, so, for instance, there's a ho- the hospital I worked at was partnered up with a hospice company mm-hmm. and a wound vac company, and we were to use them, their preference. But I had a really big issue with that because you can't push people to go a certain way. We'd send patients to skilled nursing facilities, which, by the way, we have some serious dumps here. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't put my mom in them. So why am I going to even offer that as a choice to a patient? And I just, and then, like, you want so badly to say, please don't send yours. Please don't send them here. Like, you should really go here. Because I know what's really nice, and I know there's good outcomes from this rehab facility, but I can't do that. I'm I'd not say you can probably get in trouble for that. I can get in big trouble for that. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. But... Then there's the hospitals who have like partnered with these wound vac places and things like that. And who's to say those are better? You know, why are we partnering with them? They're just not very transparent with their employees about it. Yeah. They're transparent with their investors and board members and things like that. Well, and that's what it comes down to with with partnering with stuff is. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know about the medications. Like, are they? I know like when I've worked in smaller clinics, absolutely not. But then again, it's harder to bury in a smaller place. So. It's very yeah. possible. It's very possible. It makes me question a lot of things, though. You know, like... Well, I mean, that's that's kind of the... With any business or any big industry, it's what what's really happening that the average Joe doesn't know about. Yeah. That's a huge question on everybody's mind. I agree. I agree. I have... Um, let's see. So, last week... I so I had bipolar so last week I went to the doctor and I've been on the same medication for like two years and I told her you know this that and she said we should change this med we'll change it to a different one so she (laughs) this really blows me away so she put me on a really low dose of one medication and kept me on the other one so I have one stable one 
one I've been on, she's taking me off and a new one. And she said, take this new one for seven days in conjunction with this one. And then stop taking this one and raise this dose. So she's, or not stopped, but cut it in half. So she's tapering me off one. So both of them can increase your serotonin. Mm -hmm. And I was like falling asleep. Like just, I mean, I would take it at night and within minutes I'm dead out cold. It was like sitting up, just like, I could just pass (laughs) out just sitting there. And, um, I was so tired. And then Monday I got super, super sick. I was like at work and I said, I'm going to throw up. And I did. And I was so all day long. I was just like, I couldn't keep anything down. I had stopped three times on the way home. It was crazy. So she had given me medications that she knew conflicted with each other. And I got what's called serotonin syndrome. So essentially my body's like, I'm overdosing on serotonin. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't stay awake. I can't keep anything down. Um, my muscles were getting really rigid. I couldn't open my jaw. So I was like vomiting, but not, (laughs) it was just awful. So I called her and she's, Oh yeah, that's this. And she was so casual about it. Like she didn't disclose it to you before this might happen. She didn't disclose it. She was like, this medication's great. You'll be great on it. And I was, it was awful. It was the worst thing I've ever, like, I really thought I was gonna have to go to the hospital. I thought, do you think that she just didn't remember that part? No. I don't know why she did it. I don't know if it, I don't know. It's, it's all, it's a science experiment. They don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I think that if she knew that was something that could happen, she should have at least told me, Hey, watch out for this. Yeah. If this starts happening, let me know. The one thing that they do tell you is if you start twitching, if you start getting like involuntary twitches or spasms, you should stop taking that medication immediately because it could become permanent. But it's the only thing that I've ever had anyone tell me like, Hey, if this ha- it's always consistently that too. Get Tourette's, start smacking yourself yeah. in the and face. I don't know if it's that because that's something that they not can prove, but you can see, Yeah. you know, because you ever feel a certain way and you're like, I'm going to Google that. Maybe it's, you know, something really bad. Yeah. You can't, that is a very well-known side effect to like psych medications. So they will tell you, and I think it's because it's so well-known that you can be they can get blamed for it they, you, they can get in trouble for giving you a medication that knowingly gives you a side effect and it being permanent permanently you know hurting your body yeah this won't permanently hurt me so why not <laughs> you know so i definitely do think that there's a lot of things that doctors don't tell you it's it's awful it's really bad so yeah but I think it's a lot better out here than it is in, in other places. Like in Texas, it was awful. It was just terrible. Um, I've never met so many people who were crazy. They're crazy. <laughs> They're running around. And, I'm like, and, I, and I don't think you should take medication for everything. Like I think there are things that you can try to fix through diet and exercise and taking yeah. better care of yourself. And if you can go that route, then do that. Don't take a medication. But if you need to take a medication for something that the only thing that will fix it is to take a medication for, yeah. and you can't get that, like you got people running around doing, I mean, God, yeah. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> it was scary. Those people would come in and the things they would say, you're like, I don't feel safe in this room with you. All the stereotypes of Texas are coming out right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, all of it's true. <laughs> all of it's true. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. I'm glad I went there because it makes me appreciate here a lot more. Yeah. It cost of living is pretty cheap out there, right? I, if you're buying, if okay. you're buying like land or something, absolutely. Rent, though, again, no rent control. Like, I think that's just everywhere. Yeah. It's, it was. Well, in the rental market across the country is going crazy right now. Yeah. yeah. I was reading something that like Arizona's rent has gone up 30, 
30 something percent in the last six months yeah i can see why all these people are mad i mean i get it i understand why they want higher wages and stuff but i just think that they need to remember the higher more you're paying them the more cost of living goes up yeah everything goes up everything so to lower rent would make more sense they're not gonna lower wage that's not gonna happen yeah they don't even raise me when they raise minimum wage why would exactly (laughs) and that's my biggest thing with it like i worked at skillful jobs to get to the wage that i'm at now you worked really hard for that and then you have people walking in the door making more than you Mm -hmm. yeah that's gonna get me started (laughs) (laughs) yeah that makes me really upset because i feel like um, we devote so much time to our field and then someone who's like yeah i think i'll give this a try so i what with the medical industry specifically um you you have to go through the more schooling to get into it and you get in and and usually the job salaries are on a little bit higher side than the less tech the ones that that don't have as much training getting into but do you have is the rate of uh wage hikes similar to i think it depends on where you live um so first my sister went to cosmetology school and now she works in healthcare. she didn't go to school for it at all she yeah. never had any experience in it and she just jumped into it and they hired her because i think that the biggest misconception about people when finding jobs is that, oh, I don't have experience in that. They won't hire me. You can turn any experience you have into something that applies to a job you want. Yeah, relevance to it. Anything at all. And I think that if you do that, you can get into any industry. As far as um, pay goes, so when I was here, I took a $6 pay cut doing the exact same job when I moved to Texas. $6. That's a lot. That, of money. that adds up to a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. And then they were having me work um, four twelves and sometimes a four-hour shift on the, the last day of the week. And then they'd require you to work like every other Saturday. And it was just, but you're paying me crap. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we give you free health insurance. That is a POS and piece of shit and a point of sale. Like it was <laughs> these plans you're giving me have these huge deductibles. So what are you giving me? You're mm-hmm. not giving me time off to when there's no work balance life. You're raising me pennies, uh, you know, a year. Yeah. And then on top of that, they will do everything they can not to give you that raise. And I feel like I very, I'm a huge proponent for healthcare. And I think that the field's really a good field to be in. There's always going to be a job, but I feel like they're trying, like they really work against you. I feel like it's not a good field to be in, in the sense that the business side of it is shit. They're not there for their employees at all. Like, um, raises, I've worked jobs in healthcare where I didn't see a raise for three years, you know, but then again, when's the last time you asked someone for a raise? Yeah. I asked for a raise and I got it. I did the same thing at a hospital. They wanted, I was working staffing and they brought me on as a permanent employee and I was making, it was like 2010, I was making like 12 bucks an hour on staffing and I didn't get health in, or I was making 14 and get health insurance. They brought me on and pay me 12 because they're giving me health insurance. And I was like, no, I'll just stand staffing them. And then they gave me the 14. <laughs> like it just, yeah. I mean, well, there's so many people are afraid to ask for a raise too. Why? It's your choice too. Those 90 day probation periods. That's to see if you like the job too. Well, and what, It's not just to see if they like you and, and you're, you're a free agent. You can yeah. quit whenever you want. Well, and the worst thing they can say is no. That's ex- exactly. So it doesn't like, and there was a, a position that I was going to apply for where it was like, 
the the salary range was big. I didn't have specific experience for that, so I was expecting to come in at the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and my dad was like, "No, ask. Yeah, ask for that higher side. Make they don't negotiation expect you to it. do it." And that's no. the thing is, they say, "Oh, like these millennials are so pushy. They think they get every, they can get anything they ask for." Well, yeah, <laughs> like, but you don't ask. Why yeah. don't you ever ask? You're not. Af- apparently, we're not afraid to do anything else just because we feel like it. So, I mean. If it's expected of me, I'm just going to do it. And nine times out of ten, it's they've given it to me. Yeah. I've only been told no, like, one time. And well, I the, don't... the way to do it is, you know, give me this raise. I've hit these goals, and I will hit these goals as well. So I'm not just asking for money doing the same exact thing. Like, I've exceeded expectations, mm-hmm. and I'll take on more stuff to benefit that. I had a coworker tell me once I was, like... Oh, they gave us a 25 cent raise, which I mean, it adds up, but that's not really what you want. You want like 50 cents, a dollar, something Mm -hmm. that really motivates you to keep staying there. But she said, build your exceeds file. I was like, what's that? She goes, everything you did that went above and beyond that improved the workplace or helped get a project done, build it. And then when they bring you in for your review, you say, here you go. You know, and here's a presentation of of all the everything I do to make your work place better you well know? you become more efficient the longer you're there too mm-hmm. so it makes sense that as you're more efficient you're getting more stuff done yeah your rate should go up as well it's one of the only times your employer says to like how do you think you're doing yeah i feel like i'm doing great i'm killing it <laughs> like i'm busting my ass give me more money you know yeah. that's the time to negotiate so i don't know i just think that people got to be more bold about it in any field just try if like uh, job interviews, pay raises, and instead of getting your benefits 90 days, ask them to do it in 30 or immediately, whatever. And if they say, yeah, then cool. And if they say no, then you have a choice. You can take that position or you can say, okay, well, thank you anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had places that I've turned down and call me back and say, we can offer you this. Yeah. And, and like trying you know, to call you on your bluff. Yeah. Like, I just think that you, you have power, you're empowered too as an employee they need you just as much as you need them, if not more. Yeah. You know, my, um, I have a manager right now and she says all the time, we get, I get really frustrated with the clinicians. I feel like they're not, their job expectations aren't, um, enforced as much as mine are. And it's not like a, but they get this, you know, it's more of a, I can't do my job if they're not made to do their job. I depend on them. And she said, the clinicians are your clients. And the patients are their clients. You need them or you won't have a job. I too can quit. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not, I'm also a big part of this. And I think that that says, it speaks volumes that they mm-hmm. don't value some employees as much as they do others. And it's not to say walk in there and tell them who's boss kind of thing, but definitely, you know, Hey, I feel under, underappreciated. Hey, I feel like when you said this earlier, it really hit me. Like it made me feel like, you don't value me. You yeah. don't think that my job's important. And I'm telling you and being vocal about what I need to get my job done. And I don't feel like you're supporting me as a manager. Well, and <clears throat> so much of it, like, oh, shit, I lost my train of thought. Damn it. So much of it, <laughs> I think, is approaching things in a very, in a respectful manner. Yeah. If you have a good attitude, you can go a long way with it. Yeah. Well, and especially if they like you, like if you're in the in the good graces with them, they'll be a lot more open. But oh, what I was gonna say is, I've I've been in companies before that, you know, you'll have your yearly review, 
which will dictate raises or anything. Mm -hmm. But I've been in companies where now you review your supervisors. Yeah. I worked at a company where we were given three sheets and said to review, they gave you names, just review peers or managers. So you've got one manager and two peers and they kind of went off that too because they don't work side by side with you every day. Mm -hmm. So for your peers to review you was really awesome. And then you're reviewing a manager and it's not just necessarily your direct supervisor. You know, it's how you see them interact with other staff. And I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, it's not anonymous. No. And it, (laughs) it, I like the most. (laughs) It like checks people too. Cause I mean, you can, you, you, I've had people that kiss ass to the supervisors. Mm -hmm. So the supervisors love them, but they're assholes to all their, their peers and their subordinates. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're, you're checked on that. You, you ever met somebody you work with and they're like a really good employee, but they're just terrible to the customer. Yeah. And you're just like, how are you keeping your job? Because they're not there when you're in front of the customer, when they're in front of the customer, you know, those are the people I just like gun for, because I don't know why are you here? If mm-hmm. you don't like your job, why are you here? Yeah. I'm a city employee. I know that very well. Yeah. And if you don't <laughs> like your job, then leave it. Go find a new job. It's not hard. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't. It will never make sense to me. Well, and so many people get content with what they're doing. Like, I have a guy that I work with that has been with the company for, like, 18 years. And he's talking about how hard he has it. Like, you know, this job's, you know, they, they load me up with work. You know, I'm in and out of the truck all day. I'm like, dude. And he, he got the job when he was, like, 18. So never worked a real job. I was like, you have one of the easiest jobs ever. And you got in with a good company. Yeah, great benefits. Yeah. Like, go ahead, try something else. You're going to want to come back. And then you're, you've slacked to this point. So when you go to try to come back, they're not going to rehire you. Yeah, they don't want you here. They're just trying to get rid of you anyway. But uh, I think, yeah, I'm, a hu- I'm like really big on school. I think that everyone should try to do something. I don't necessarily think that it's to get the education per se, but it's like the one place where you can experiment a field or learn what it's about without actually putting your pay on the line or, you know, you're still able to pay your bills. But I think that a big thing with people not going to school is they think like, I don't need that to get farther. And that's true in a lot of ways. But if you're working to better yourself, those people that are content, those are the ones I'm like, meh, you know, what are you doing with your life? But You know, even if you didn't go to school and you're advancing in your career, you're striving for something more, that's, you know, that's being productive. Well, that's, and it, it's, it's, that's growing. It's good for, for your personal psyche. Like I'm doing this for myself, Yeah. which and there's, and on top of that, you're, it, it teaches you how to learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't been in, I haven't done school in seven years. Yeah. Just started again. I forgot how to. I forgot how to write. But did you find something now that you're starting school, something that's exciting to you that you want to learn about? Uh, do you feel like? I'm in 21st century writing right now, yeah. so no, I Not can't yet. say that. Well, you'll get there. You'll get there. You know what's really funny is you have to have like a bachelor's to do like a graduate degree or anything, but that is, this is the easiest schooling I've ever been in, and it's supposed to be the most challenging. Yeah. And it's not because I'm learning like the, it's like the meat and potatoes of what I want. Exactly. It's it's. Everything I learn is something that I can put put towards like my job. Well, and the bachelor's de- degree is generic. I mean, it, there's you're going to take different classes for mm-hmm. engineering and psychology and stuff like that. But it's not till you get to that master's degree that you're really you're Getting specializing mm-hmm. at that point. But you know what else I can say is, so I went to Grand Canyon. I I went there for for a hot minute, and 
I would do it online, but I liked it. I just felt like it was more generic and it's not, this is only to the degree I was doing because people, I mean, I have plenty of people who went that I know went there and they loved it. They, yeah. they rant and rave about it. But for me, it just wasn't concentrated enough, I guess. Um, so I went back to the trade school I went to mm-hmm. and got my bachelor's through them. And again, since it's a trade school, they're really, they hone in on what they're teaching on what you're going to school for and everything I learned in my bachelor's degree, I also felt like really helped me. I mean, I feel like my master's is more so that way, but I really wish that if you had so much um, experience in the field that you could just skip to your master's. Yeah. I feel like that would be... There are a couple, like a water industries, one, for example, if you've been in the industry for five years, I mean, it... There's, there are degrees you can get in hydrology and treatment and stuff like that, but you don't need those. It's more the certifications you get out of that. And that, yeah. And that's cool. You can, if you've been in the industry for, I think it's a year, you can, there's four, uh, they call them grades, four different certifications, one being the lowest, fourth being the highest. And if you've been working in that industry for a year or two and you have some schooling behind you, you can t- take the one and two test at the same time okay. instead of uh, having to work a full year. Because usually you get your grade one, you work for a year, you can test for your grade two, you work for a year, you can test for your three. So you can, with that job experience, you can go and test for the higher ones. Yeah, that's really nice. I think that <clears throat> that'd be really cool if all jobs did that. Yeah. You know, like school will help you advance in this job, but only faster. If you do, you know, you could still put in your time and still get these certifications. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting take on. I mean, to get to get into like the the management levels and stuff like that, you still need to have the schooling there. Yeah. Um, but like there, it, there's really good money to be made if just having a cert. So working in the industry for four years, theoretically, you could be maxed out in your pay in yeah. that with all of your certifications. That's really cool. I wish that a lot a lot more places did that. That'd be really nice. I wouldn't have gone to school. I have really bad test anxiety, and I'm <laughs> terrible at test taking, period. In math, I haven't taken a math class since high school. I've, yeah. I have somehow avoided it throughout all of college, and I'm just so grateful. It's like, <laughs> honestly impressive. I, I really am. <laughs> like, I think that's kind of something else that appealed to me about the, the, career, like the school path and the career path I took is that I could completely, like, I could, you know, kind pick of pick what I wanted ones. to do that could get me over, away from my my weaknesses because it's really, I don't think I'd ever pass anything in school if I had to take math. I'm just, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm going for analytics. That's so oh, man. I got the math classes adding up. Bless you. <laughs> yeah. I have a friend who was going to school for accounting and they were like really good at it, but decided not to do it. And I thought, God, like how lucky are you that this just comes so naturally to That's you? That's like him. Yeah, I went to school for accounting. Yeah. And, I definitely fell away you, from it. You at a started point, school for why accounting. Is, why is I made it here? just before junior. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be right back. I got almost a junior year, but the math classes that you got to take with it end up being a little pointless as far as uh, as far as accounting goes. They have you do some major like calculus type shit, and I don't need that for accounting. It's Ugh. I get some division, I get some multiplication, and I feel nauseous just talking about it. <laughs> but I don't need to learn calculus to do an accountant's job. That's true. That's what I mean about like the like your undergrad and stuff like that. I feel like those degrees are they're good, but yeah. for the most part, they're really just preparing you like in structure. I think for higher degrees, like really just making sure that you're ready for the the work and not. 
like the format of the classes than anything. I don't feel like yeah. you're really learning a whole lot. Not, nothing that's necessarily applying to you some of the time. <laughs> you're an acrobat. <laughs> Impressive, Stevens. I watch, feel like an watch, That was like that. some some parkour. Well, I almost ate shit going off that other side. <laughs> <laughs> the couch started to move on me and I almost fell on my that face. Best. I also dumped, almost dumped Riley off the couch. Poor little Riley. That cushion likes to move. <laughs> So you had brought something up uh, with diabetes mm-hmm. following last week's episode, mm-hmm. I guess two weeks ago now. What was that? So I did staffing for medical assisting for a large hospital for a while, and I got put in like endocrinology and stuff. So um, every time I get into a specialty, I learn about more resources with them. So patient um, assistance programs, uh, manufacturers of pumps or medications they will have specific programs for that brand so um my thought would be my first approach with when my own stuff i'm like i'm gonna google this mm-hmm. find out who the manufacturers or google um i don't know like a tenolol patient assistance program and then they'll pull up their programs they have the eligibility requirements you fill out an application which sounds like, oh, okay, I'm going to send this application <laughs> off to nowhere and I'm never going to hear about it. But you do. You do hear about it. And um, a lot of it requires a doctor's signature, but the doctor's not willing to say, yeah, here you go. Like, yeah. And then they'll normally closely monitor it for you. So especially specialists, I feel like they're more invested in helping you with that particular disease management. Not to say primary cares aren't, but they're they're general. They're not supposed to be the person you go to for all of that yeah so um there's all like with insulin it's very high cost and what's happening with people having yes. to, to get these over-the-counter insulins and they're dying they're dying like i just get chills just saying that <laughs> they're yeah. dying over something that shouldn't be that way but there are patient assistance programs a lot of those people might not have qualified that's not to say that they did anything wrong but if it was more well known you know but google search google that's the only yeah. thing medical you should google <laughs> don't google anything not else. make sure it's not on webmd yeah no I'm, I'm the worst i'm like a super hypochondriac but for sure yeah just googling it um but patient care assistance programs are they're where it's at and a lot of people i know have used them and it's, it's worked for them and good rx yeah for those too because a lot of times it'll lower the cost of insulin um it doesn't help a lot with insulin though so unfortunately so that means you guys start googling Apparently, for sure, I brought it. I brought brought some stuff with me. You rock. I appreciate it. No, I really like the pump thing. That's what I was like. Oh man, someone wants a pump. They should just give it to them. You know, I agree. That helps long. That lowers like readmissions for hospitals. That's what they want. Everything. It's a preventative care. It's a win-win for everybody. But yeah, in my experience, yeah, I don't. I've I've never heard of a lot of these things that you're talking about. I I called my insurance the other day because they raised my insurance cost or my deductor my part for insulin to sixty dollars a bottle. Oh like your which copay is, or whatever. Yeah my copay. That's Thank a lot you. of money. And it's huge. Like I go through four bottles a month between my long lasting and my quick acting insulins and that's four hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Well it makes sense it if insurance wouldn't be telling you this stuff too. Well I called insurance and the insurance agent I was talking to told me about all these copay uh deductible things that specific brands can offer you so i found a way to 
bring all my insulins down to twenty dollars. And up until last week, I had never heard of any exactly. of these things. Exactly, and I think I had no I mean, idea. They should send out a packet if they know you're on medications. And a lot of a lot of insurance companies are getting better about it. So, for instance, I did like a biometric screening at work where you get the lower mm-hmm. premium next year because of it or mm-hmm. break on your premium. And they did all my blood work, and they're like, "You're fine." And they're like, is there anything you're interested in? I said, yeah, I'd, I, you know, like any kind of programs that'll help with medication costs. And they were like, oh, you're taking medications? Didn't even ask me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking medications. And then some of them were like $400 a month yeah. with your insurance. Like, yeah. you guys are crazy. Like, it's insane. And I have to take them. Like, I have to take them. That's what's so terrible about it. It's well, I think not... so much of it goes down to, like, the, and <clears throat> I hate the, the stereotype of it, but, I mean, they're, they're gonna do what they're they're gonna do the minimum of what's required like so few people and that's any industry so so few people are willing to go above and beyond with things that you almost need to ask the questions and then at that point it's oh okay yeah i'll talk to you about that since you asked yeah it's really unfortunate i mean kudos to you though for calling if you you just need that anger behind you how long i think everybody Uh, I was like 25 minutes. Yeah. Worth it? Worth it. Yeah. It just saved me several hundred dollars a month. (laughs) Definitely worth it. And it's really sad. Um, So a lot of people um, in like our Indian reservation communities, they've really learned, and I hate to say like play the system, but they've really taken the time to understand it, I guess. So they won't even go to their hospitals. Some of them won't. They will come over to the hospitals here in Central Phoenix because they have what's called um, CAPs and their charity assistance programs. So they will provide free durable medical equipment. They will charity medications on site. So when they discharge you, you get like a 90-day supply of your meds. Oh, wow. Jeez. And there are people that will come in from... We've had people from other states or other countries come in mm-hmm. because they've kind of caught wind that, hey, like this hospital network gives away free stuff, you know, and it's needed. It's not like yeah. we're giving away like food or anything, but yeah, we they give you things. They give you free stuff. So when I was working there, my mom needed a shower chair and I just went there and she said, well, what insurance does she have? And I said, well, she's on Medicaid. She goes, great. She's eligible here. Take this home. <laughs> that's like a, <laughs> it was that that's easy. Like a, that's huge. Yeah. That's like a $60 share. Which sixty bucks like is a drop in the bucket for some, but other people, it's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's one of those. Back to it. It you just have to ask. Yeah, it really is. It's true. But there's so many things out there, and every time, that's like my biggest. I guess I would say, people are always like, "What's your strength? What's your weakness?" My weakness and my strength. I just want to help everybody, even if they don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to, I have all this information. I was walking yesterday at work and they were saying like, oh, this patient that you're talking to me, like two managers, this patient needs home health and they're homeless and they don't have insurance. And we, the, the hospital signed their orders and we, the manager said, I'm sorry, we can't take them on. And they said, well, we can get them insurance. They go, it's not the cost. It's, we don't have a doctor to follow them. They have to have a primary care to keep signing orders. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm so nosy. And I was like, oh, yeah, they can go to the <laughs> transitional care clinic. I'm like, sorry. Like, <laughs> sometimes it's really helpful. Like, that was really helpful to them. And other times they're like, I want to figure it out myself or whatever. But, yeah, yeah I just, 
I can't help myself. <laughs> well, it, it, it's one of those industries, too, that's so specialized. Or, or Yeah, it's so specialized that a lot of people feel that they're getting the runaround. Mm-hmm. But this person knows if you talk to this group, they can get you in the right direction. And then you'll talk to one person in that group. And they're like, well, this person specializes in more than I do. So mm-hmm. I'm going to send you to them, which then... I mean, you could talk to five or six people before you actually talk to the right person. Right. And I don't think it's you're getting the runaround. It's I know people. It's people like you that's like, I know somebody that really knows this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to get you in contact. Exactly. Like, yeah. And I think part of that, it's not just like you're talking to someone who doesn't know. Because if you don't know, you don't know. It's someone who's willing to go the extra mile and say, I'm not sure, but let me find out. And following up. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think everyone, I think that's a really big strength in people, um, like a good employee is not telling somebody, I don't know, I'm leaving it at that Mm -hmm. saying, I don't know, but let me find out for you. You know, um, my mom, she worked in that housing for so long and my sister, like people we know, um, very low income when we were young, when we were like kids. And people we've known for a long time, like it's, it's very, it was very apparent, but now someone will ask us like, Hey, um, do you know what those apartments were called that you guys used to live in or something because they were section eight or whatever. And my sister will tell, will be like, I don't know. Let me ask my mom. My, Cause my mom's just like a wealth of knowledge. So yesterday she was telling my sister about, Oh God, I can't remember what it was called. Something like 246 or 46 properties. And basically they're not section eight. You don't have to be on food stamps or anything. You don't have to be like that, um, low income, but it'll go, the rent amount will be no more than so much percentage of the, the median income in that County or that city. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. So they're super affordable. Like my mm-hmm. sister, I think she makes like 14 bucks an hour and she can get into them. Wow. So that's cool. And they're nice apartments. They're really nice. Mm-hmm. Like, um, one we were looking at last night was had like a pool, spa, washer and dryer in the unit. Like they're yeah. super nice and people just don't realize that kind of stuff. Well, I think yeah. another thing that worries people about, especially down here. Well, and I think it's kind of skewed because the people that I'm talking to are mostly people from small town Pine Top. And yeah. when I was told about the Valley, it's stay out of this area. Don't go here. Like this is a bad area. I mean, my, dad when i rented this place he's like that's metro center you don't want to be anywhere near that well, look at corwin he this is his first time living anywhere but uh pine top and he thinks we live in the ghettoest most trashiest place in the world but he we have it. amazing tacos but everywhere we have amazing tacos everywhere we've got good food which mind makes your you own think, business you're fine it makes you think um like where did you grow up like i mean you know but mm, yeah there i okay so i have i lived with a girl and she turned out to not be a great roommate. But I also know how she lived. Her mother was a nurse who drank a lot. So she was like very, very volatile situation she was in. But she loved the finer things in life. Her mom, I mean, designer clothing and things like that. They, she spent very lavishly, uh, well out of her means, you know. But this way this girl grew up. She got her hair and her nails done by her mom whole time she was in high school which is great fine i'm not judging you if your parents can do for you great like super happy for you but then you get on your own and it's like so we the first time we rented somewhere rent came due and we were renting from her aunt okay but she her aunt was like 
a landlord. Like she was not given as anything. You know, we mm-hmm. signed a lease the whole nine. And she called me and was like, hey, do you guys have the rent? And I said, hey, do you, you have the rent? She goes, no, I'll have it next week. And I said, okay, well, it's the first. She goes, well, it just has to be paid this month. And I'm like, no. no. And she goes, that's how it date. is. And I said, I have been living by myself for four years at this point. Mm-hmm. That's not how it is. <laughs> like, And I don't blame her for not knowing that. But then when we went to move into an apartment, granite countertops, like she needed all of that. Do I want that? Absolutely. But I also know that I can't afford that. And if I can't afford it, I'm not going to be able to afford anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Great. I have granite countertops, but I have no food to put on it. Like, yeah. you know, so I think it's a lot where how people were raised and raised, you know, what was their home life like? But also, were they taught any of that stuff? Were they expecting that? Because my yeah. sister, for instance, I mean, she, I guess she had me too. So we kind of like sheltered her from that. So when she got out on her own, she's like, like car payment. She's just, oh my gosh. Or she got a credit card and then realized that it had interest. And it was just a big slap in the face. And that's not all her fault. But that's something she has to deal with. It's not, we don't have to deal with that. That's your problem. Like, welcome to the real world. Welcome to adulting. The thing is like, I think a lot of it has to do with what they were, can you grab me a beer? Like, what were they expected to, or finding people that when they grew up, they had to work or had to, you know, pay their own insurance and stuff like that. Then when you get in the real world, it's, well, I, I know what, it's in the back. I know these bills, they're, they're bills. I have to pay them. I haven't, I've already been doing this. Um, I had a roommate, my first roommate was, I mean, he, he had just had no idea what any of it was. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it's, well, you know, I'm going to have a car payment for 300 bucks a month. I don't know how I can do that. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, I'm doing it. We're working the same job. It can be done. It's just you're going to have to manage. You have to have that like perseverance too. You have to want to, you have to want to better yourself. Like I said, like I was listening to you guys last um, episode and I was thinking to myself, like, you know how I feel about school. I I was encouraging you to get in school before and that's not what you want to do. That's great. But just striving to do something, you yeah. know, I just, I don't want anyone to ever feel, cause I know how it feels to be at a standstill and you guys might feel the same way when I'm not, working towards something anything yeah. i want to buy this video game i want to go see this movie i want to go to this event i want to go to this concert i'm gonna take this trip if i'm not working towards like a goal i'm i just feel like useless well i've had I a big issue with good. that with just employment like if i don't have the ability to move up somewhere like why am i there i feel the exact same way and you should not feel bad but you should want that you should want the opportunities. You should want to move forward in life in general. Whether it be like, I really want to get an apartment with two bedrooms instead of one. So I have guests can stay over. Or I really want that Keurig instead of this regular coffee pot. Just something that you want that you're working towards. Whether it be material or just like a goal in life in general, you know. Something um, to work for. Yeah, well, exactly. It gives you... It gives you- your motivation. Yeah, it's motivation you have the, to get up and do it. You have the what at that point, and then it gives you the ability to okay, what do I need to do to make fifty thousand instead of forty five thousand? Mm-hmm. And if that's not in the career that you're in, then time to start looking. My thing has always been, I mean, I moved out when I was 
16 the first time, but my mom made me come back. She said, you're running away. You can't do that. I've got to finish school. <laughs> and then I moved out when I was 17. Um, my birthday is early, so I graduated at 17. I'm not super smart. And I immediately was like, and from, from like 15 on, I was like looking at apartments. Mm-hmm. Like I need to get a job making this much so I can move out. I hate living here. But I really, I didn't just sit around and say like, I hate living here. I was like, what can I do to get to yeah, move? Yeah, what do I need to do to And my do sister, that. she kind of sat around and was like, I don't like living here. I want to move. That's all. Yeah, doing nothing <laughs> about it. And it, it's, that's okay. It's but different. But at some point types. you have to stop complaining about it. Cause I don't want to hear it. If mm-hmm. you're not going to do anything about it. And I'm like this with like my closest friends. I don't want to hear you bitch anymore. I sympathize with you. I tried to help you. I encouraged you. You just clearly don't care. Yeah. Like it's just, just stop talking about it. Well, I tell people all the time. <laughs> if you bitch about it a little bit more, it'll change. Right. Yeah. That's exactly, that's a good outlook on it. It's like, God. But, um, I think that's a big thing with people who get on their own. My thing has always been, I really want to live in like i want to stay in the east valley it's getting very expensive it's Mm -hmm. the rent is pretty crazy there and i want an apartment with a washer and dryer in it i want to stop going to a laundromat yeah that's my goal so i want to make enough money where i can afford like my car payment and everything and live comfortably but i want that apartment yeah but i'm not going to like live outside my means and struggle to do it but I'm going to keep working towards something until i'm able to do that and so small it's something so stupid and a lot of people are like why you know, because that's what I want. That's what yeah. would make me happy. I want to be able to throw my laundry in the dryer and not touch it for two days. Like, yeah. I don't want to have to get, get it out right away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my goal. <laughs> I want wrinkled laundry, guys, but I'm just... Well, for the longest time when I would do my laundry, I had a pile in the middle of my floor. Mm-hmm. All... Like a clean basket, just full of clean clothes yep. that aren't folded. Yeah, yep. Bella's like that. Yeah. Her basket, her laundry basket is clean clothes. The clothes the... on the floor are dirty clothes. Adulting. Yeah, that's the best part. That's the best part about moving out. I always think that like my room's definitely that way. <laughs> no regrets. Oh yeah, I'm like a super messy person. Not dirty, but messy. messy. <laughs> I mean, there's a fine line. Yeah, I I like my house lived in. Yeah, so do we, as you can tell. Yeah, well, that's there's nothing wrong with it. I like it. I genuinely meant that when I came in. Like the one thing I don't like about it is our only door to the backyards in my bathroom. <gasps> it's super weird. We've got that's this really great annoying. backyard, but you got to go through the master bedroom into the master bathroom. Oh, and, and then that's there's awful the door. When, like you're the trying to sleep and people are out over in here. the carport. Yeah, I mean it wasn't. I mean I don't care if people are. Luckily, the roommates that we have here are trustworthy. I'm, yeah, I'm not worried about people going through my shit, but. Um, it is, I mean, when, if, like, I don't work on Fridays, and when he goes to work, Willie pushes my door open to go outside. That's so funny. It's super cute. <laughs> oh, man. Like, this Willie, reminds stop. me of the, sleeping. like, the first house I lived in when I moved out. I lived in a house in Mesa, and everyone said it's, like, a bad part of town, but that house was so well-maintained. Yeah. We had this huge backyard, and... I don't know. It was like this. It like had tile all throughout and that's just not what people, people want. They're like hardwood floors or laminate or whatever. And I liked it. I liked it. It just was like unique and it wasn't, you don't walk into every single house and you're like, meh. You walk mm-hmm. in and you're like, this is cool. Yeah. This is nice. I mean, the, the only problem with the tile that I would say is, uh, our dogs shed way too much. Oh man. So hair it's just ridiculous. gets everywhere. Listen, your dogs would shed anyway. You can just see it this way. Yeah, that's true. That's good I like carpet. For animal shedding, like I, me, carpet is way. I don't have a vacuum though. Oh. So this rug, I mean, I have, I have a, I have a dust devil actually. Mm-hmm. So. Just like a little. Yep. One. Yeah. 
It I, does have a stick on it though, so you don't have to be on your hands and knees to use guys, it. Guys, my vacuum is like I got it on sale when they were selling dorm stuff a lot, like a few years ago. So I have to like bend down to use it. It's, so, <laughs> it's meant for like dorm rooms. Small. It's so small, but it's the best. Yeah, animal hair is the worst. Lane, my cat, he is I took him to the vet the other day and he's twenty pounds. God, and then so last That's time a big ass cat. He's a Maine Coon. Holy they told me crap. he's a Maine Coon. Yeah. Which are very expensive apparently. So we really lucked out on that. That was yeah. such a It was so random. We We were not meant to have this cat, but we, so we went I don't even know how but Ben. Ben wanted a dog. Oh ben. yeah. Uh, I reached out to him on Instagram. All I see is pictures of his watches. (laughs) (laughs) He's like that guy. He's that guy. But yeah, so Ben wanted a dog. So we go to, we take him to the shelter down in like, it was like Mesa. It was was like by Tempe Marketplace. I have like this little like Maricopa animal shelter. Yeah, I know exactly where it is. I had to pick up Willie from there when he ran away. We go in there and we walk through the cats and we had no intentions of going home with a cat. None. In fact, Chris said, don't bring home an animal. And we were like, Chris, we're not bringing home an animal. We already got dogs. And we walk into the, to the room and Lane, like all the cats are like back in the corner. And Lane's like pushing up against trying to get us to, to play with him. Nothing's changed. So we <laughs> went home with the cat. Yeah, and, and Chris was like, I'm allergic to cats. It's cool. He's got like the longest hair. You, he's like a big ball of hair. That's basically what mm-hmm. he is. I got him shaved before I moved to Texas. And it was so weird. But they weighed him at the vet. And then they weighed him when I took him to the vet because he got really sick when we when I was in Texas. And when I weighed him there, he weighed like three pounds less because of all the fur. Oh, and that's geez. so funny. It was like within months of each other. Yeah, he's a big cat. And I was like, is there something I should do? He's overweight. And they're like, no, he's like, a, he's a Maine Coon. I was like, he's what? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? They said he's um, a Maine Coon. Um and if he, they said they're pr- they're like ninety percent certain he's a Maine Coon, but if not, he's a Norwegian forest cat. Hmm. Those are the two biggest cat breeds. Are there like um, tigers? And do they have like the, the hmm. DNA test for cats? Yeah, I, I want to do it. I got one for, or Bella got me one for Riley, mm-hmm. and I always thought she was German Shepherd Husky, mm-hmm. and it came back and it was like Rottweiler. It's like fifty percent Rottweiler, twenty five percent. German Shepherd, and the other twenty five percent is like Chow Husky and Mutt. What? Yeah, she. <laughs> Man, Lane's definitely mixed with something, but he's a he's huge. He was he's, like a dog too. He, yeah, he, to he used to like that. My mom has a dog, and whenever they're around each other, like they're totally fine. They like lay there. And my mom's like, he's so calm. And then when I was in Texas, we had there was three German Shepherds and like a little Mutt. And they're big German shepherds and they just like go nose to nose <clears throat> and stuff. It was so weird, but he's just, just not a cat. He doesn't give off those cat vibes. He was also he was the best cat. He was raised, uh, in the Phoenix winter in a garage. <laughs> he was. He was the garage cat. <laughs> so my mom, um, my mom lives in the house. My grandparents lived in before I moved. And so when I moved out of my apartment, I had to stay there for like two weeks till I was like actually leaving for Texas. And they have a um porch like that's screened in mm-hmm. so he was able to go sit out there and stuff and it was oh god he was in heaven he <laughs> loved it so much it was the best thing ever yeah does oh. he have his a lot some of his claws have been gotten ripped out right he still has all of his claws and everything mm-hmm. which is good we got him and like we went camping and when we came back he had gotten out we had like left a window open and he pushed the screen out and got out I've just never been so grateful we didn't declaw that cat. That's expensive, though. I can't. <laughs> well, 
the, the thing is, is their their claws are so sharp and mean, but like they walk around funny when they declaw them. And he's a big scaredy cat. And I was sleeping one night. Literally. He yeah. He is so <laughs> like. It's so funny. I love scaring him. But it was like the middle of the night, and it was thundering. It was storming in Texas. Imagine that. And it thundered so loud, and he got so scared, he, like, scratched me. And I woke up and was like, what? And I turned the light on, and I had this cut from here to here, just, like, gushing blood from him. I know, and I was just like, the only time I've ever wished he was declawed. It was awful. Were you at the house when uh, he got scared by Zello? Mm-mm, I don't think so. He was, like propping up and yes looking in. i was there and there for was that. like a, a extension there was something on the ground right there and he saw it and he like, saw it and jumped like this high and gone <laughs> everything oh yeah everything scares him i forgot that we had that snake <laughs> the snake's huge have you seen pictures no. of it? oh that is that the one that that's shy she does have it mm-hmm. i was wondering where she had that snake from i don't the remember day. what they named her they renamed her yeah they renamed her I guess if I mean, you're going to rename an animal, yeah, snakes it's not it. Like, <laughs> not like they come when they Here's call <laughs> That's so funny. But they actually did, they did a really cool, um, their snake enclosure is, <clears throat> Travis had made their coffee table mm-hmm. in the snake enclosure. Yeah, yeah, So it's like mesh around it instead of glass, and <sighs> like the snake is at their feet. I can't even, I just do not like snakes. I. It was really weird though, like people that didn't like snakes, you'd be holding him or her and somebody that didn't like snakes would walk in and not even be anywhere near and the snake would like tense up in your hand oh yeah they can they feel can, all they, that they know it yeah yeah i don't like snakes at all i just they're creepy little guys but well he also cool. he was known to get out yes oh yeah yeah like he he'd get out and go missing for like two weeks under the couch whatever yeah it was yeah just... see that's scary yeah. that's so, something i'm not okay i'm, with. Not, I'm yeah. okay with snakes but he do was, if i don't know where it's at yeah no nope. he wasn't that big I mean, I, I think he, he might be five feet now. Do you think about like, it's only like 10 how inches long shorter have you been than moved I am? Out of, your, out of your like parents' house? Since I was a senior in high school. Okay, so do you think about the fact that it's been so long ever? Do you ever think about that? Yeah, it was, it's crazy. I was sitting there thinking it's about it the other day. My I was mind. like, I'm coming up on my tenure. Yeah. I mean, I got a couple. I still got a couple because I graduated in 13, so I got three and a half years. When but. they sent that invitation around, I was like, I hate this. I've never. And this year, so next year, I'm just shy of a year. I'm turning uh, 30, and it's like, are you gonna throw a big dirty dirty party like Christine? No, (laughs) (laughs) not celebrating that. I'm just kidding. It's it's never bothered me. It doesn't bother me now. I'm just kind of like, I forget how old I am. I'm really shocked that it's happening. I don't feel like that. I guess it's time to grow up now. Yeah. That's how I feel. I've never felt like I should be somewhere like farther along. Never felt that way. That's nah, good. I don't. But now, thirties like getting me. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, I, I I'm I'm excited for to go back and see. Like I still I'll go back like once a year and go to the bar mm-hmm. and see like what people are doing, what people have. Let done. me know next time Just you go. I want to go. I uh, loved going there with Chris. I like I loved fun. it. It's so weird. It's like a high school reunion everywhere you guys go. Mm-hmm. We're up in Pine Top. Yeah, it's oh, awful. Dude, I was up there last. What, I love it because it not was me. last weekend. <laughs> Holy crap! Everywhere I went, there were sixteen people I knew. It was like, I, I just want to sit down and have a drink. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would suck. I've liked it so. Is that something I really liked? You moved to Utah, mm-hmm. so you can probably really relate to this. And well, down here, I guess you don't really know anyone, but I loved that I could go to the store 
and not run into anybody. Yeah. Yep. That was I'm nice. the only person in a small town that could do that because, and it, but it was really hard too because, and you probably like being from one, you guys understand, but there, everyone grew up together. So everybody's already established. It's you cannot. Small towns are so clear. Yeah, everybody knows everything about everybody. So I joined like a thing. Not a dating site. It was like a friend site. And it like was Christian basically... Farmers only? Yeah. You were in Texas. Only. I would have had so many friends that I couldn't relate to. Uh, <laughs> it was called like Meetup or something. And they'd have like... Oh, Corwin's let's doing all that go, right now. Yeah, let's all go like the movies or let's go do this. Go for a hike. I think I, I had joined... And you like... There's interests and then you select the groups. That, yeah. Or the, and then, Mine was like drinking, food, hanging out. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm not like go play kickball it's just never interested me yeah no i think i did something like i think i still get emails I, I still get messages they would it was like just meetups and stuff so i ended up meeting one person that i like continuously hung out with his name is juan and he was like six this big six four like hispanic guy and he was just i think he was like a year older than me but we did so many things we like went to the holocaust museum and it was super strange because he lived he lived like a pretty good distance from me because everything was far away but he went to high school with a girl who lives like in this area actually yeah so he would come out to arizona and he like actually um was engaged to somebody who lived out here so he was in arizona all the time like we could have crossed paths a million times and i'm in small town texas and i run into someone who frequents arizona yeah. it was just the most bizarre thing you can talk about the small same last place yes it was so weird but he was really cool in fact i needed to come out here around christmas and i couldn't get back it was just flights were just so expensive and he was like oh i fly a lot here you can have my buddy pass me flew out here together oh, and we awesome. went our separate ways yeah. or whatever but yeah it was really cool like to meet someone that became such a good friend there and yeah. then he was out here pretty recently so just hanging out like That's cool. <laughs> yeah it was really I had a guy random that i had met I mean, it, not he had done. Um, I met him out at a restaurant. He was a server, and uh, ended up hanging out with him. I wish I would have stayed in contact with him, but yeah, no. He, he was your to, server at a restaurant. He was a server that. at a restaurant. We were cool. talking and found out that we were new there, and ended up going to his place a couple times, having having drinks. But he came out to Arizona for the Super Bowl and ended up spending like three weeks out here. So I was like, oh shit, that's really cool. That's really cool. We have all these consultants at work. We're getting like, audited by Medicare and failing miserably. It's mm-hmm. a pretty awful thing to have gotten <laughs> hired into. Yeah. Um, and one of the consultants is sitting in front of me, the desk in front of me. And she's like, hi, I'm Bailey. And I was like, huh, I'm Bailey. And I was Hello. like, that's so weird. And I was like, do you live in Arizona? And she goes, no, I'm from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and we sit right in front of, she sits right in front of me. So someone will come around the corner and be like, hey, Bailey number two like yeah it's really weird i like it but <laughs> we went to a trivia night have you guys been to snakes and lattes no <gasps> it's in tempe it's it's off of mill like off of it not like right on okay. um snakes and what snakes and lattes it's a playoff of snakes and ladders okay so it's it's a bar but it's more like a restaurant in like cat slash cafe kind of thing Mm -hmm. but they have um like huge walls of board games every board game you you pay five bucks you can play unlimited board games so i went there for a trivia night with bailey because apparently she comes here all the time and used to date someone from here and i'm like what (laughs) what is going on (laughs) so she was like yeah come to trivia night at snakes and lattes like i've never even heard of that but cool so yeah, so we went and did that, but it was a really cool place. There's we should a, definitely try to go. Ever one been day. to that? Uh, it, it's a bar in downtown. I think it's called like Co- 
Cobra, Cobra arcade Lounge? bar. Cobra Lounge. Yeah, it's an yeah. old school arcade bar. Like, I love. They've got all the original arcade games. Do it's we, freaking awesome. Are passes still valid? The ones we bought. For oh that shit! I don't know because I still we never used mine. No, I don't know I if it's still one, good. Because I bought two. We went to this. It was it was in Mace like. Back to the sketchy parts of the valley. It was in this what I would consider a sketchy part in the valley. More sketchy than here, so and this, uh, this it <laughs> it was like uh, it it was like tw- twelve bucks. It expired or August twenty like second. That sucks. Fuck. It was like twelve bucks, but There's it was like an hour of virtual reality. And then uh, unlimited arcade games. Yeah, and and you don't have to pay for like they're all quarter arcade games, but yeah, but they, they just, don't charge. Oh, that's really cool. So uh, unfortunately, there were a bunch of them that were like broken and weren't working, but like drinks were cheap. Get we what did, you pay for. Yeah, we did the <laughs> the twelve bucks, and I bought two of them. Yeah, because I was doing like a date night thing, so mm-hmm. I bought two of them. You only need one because you rent the machine for twelve bucks. Oh, okay. And. Uh, we played virtual reality for an hour and then drank and played Mario Kart for the, That's <laughs> for so the next fun. week. Yeah. There's so many places like in downtown Phoenix that are really cool like that. Not that I know that wasn't necessarily there, but yeah. I don't know. Just it's like just a little place. Finding them just or like, like little being places. To look yeah. For them. Well, it, downtown's kind of a weird place too to go out to because it's not like, it's not like mill or Westgate where it's like, these are all the bars go here. Yeah. It's, it's like, kind of everywhere, and then there's and then there's like the one way streets and that whole thing. Oh, I thing. hate driving Parking's down there. Oh, driving down there is terrible. Yeah, I did find good part. Like there's garages everywhere. If you find a garage that you like, it's like it's like eight bucks for unlimited parking or mm-hmm. like twenty four hour parking. So I would do that and leave the truck there and then walk almost everywhere else. Phoenix has a lot of cool places. Um, so Hannah had a layover. She flew out to to Dallas for training for her job. It was so weird. She's like, I'm going to Texas, and I was like, Oh, and she's like, It's like four hours away. Mm-hmm. So she had I was a layover. Say where in Texas? Yeah, it takes an hour to drive. It was four hours to, away from Houston. So she had a layover to come back home, and then she's gonna have to fly back out on Monday. So Friday night she flew out, had a layover in Houston, and I was like, Just get off the plane. Just don't get back on. Miss the flight back. Yeah. And then she went, then she would have flown to Arizona and had to book another ticket to go back to Dallas on Monday. So just don't get back on. Just come here and stay the weekend. So she stayed the weekend. And remember, it's like, it's just 48 hours. Like, so we went down downtown Houston and there's like a ton of beer gardens and breweries and stuff. And it's not like mill, but they're all in like a general area. We could park and like walk a yeah. fair distance. Yeah. Through, but they were really cool. They had one... I don't remember. It was called like the truck yard and it was all um, like those big shipping containers. They had like old ones like stacked. They had a Ferris wheel in there, like a small oh, Ferris cool. wheel. That's really cool. They had a bunch of food trucks and stuff and it was like a little brewery. It was really cool. And like hmm. the whole courtyard area was old cars. They converted into tables and booths. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. They had um, a beer garden. It's featured a lot in like articles and stuff like that. It's called uh, St. Arnold's. And some of the best beer I've ever had, like craft beers. And the beer garden was just like, it was like this huge, um, like almost like a terrarium. Like you felt like you were in it. And there was just, just all these people and they had, um, hammocks that you can sit in like all over the place. It was kind of like the, was it the the yard that's downtown? That's kind of like, it was like, yeah, they got rid of whatever it was. That has like the boxing. They got, I don't know. One of them. Oh, I know what you're talking about. They have like the yard. Is it might be yard. Yeah. Midget nice. Yeah, 
<laughs> Remember talking about going like to, was it the pink rhino that had the midget wrestling? Yes. We did Do they talk still about have that? that? I don't know. Is that even still around? They definitely still have midget wrestling that comes through town in certain times of the year. I, my mom, my mom, my grandma went to one of the casinos. I feel like that'd be hilarious. You went to ABC with me, didn't you? Yes. I was driving here thinking about that. It was so he fun. Were you there, we there, there for your birthday? It was my 18th. Okay, so Chris, Chris, Stephen's brother, we're at um, we're at Doc and Eddie's one night. It's <laughs> me, Chris, and Hannah. Okay, you have to remember this is like my third one, my third strip club in like a two week period because Chris. Okay, <laughs> so we're at Doc and Eddie's. We're day drinking. They're pretty shit faced. I'm gonna drive, so I've had like a couple beers. We're sitting there, and they're like, "Oh, I want steak," and Hannah's like, "Yeah, steak." And Chris is like, we should go get steak. And I said, Chris, it's like 3 p.m. on like a Sunday. Like, where are we going to get steak at right now? You guys are drunk. And he's like, let's go to the strip club. So I went to Christie's <laughs> and had steak dinner. <laughs> and it's Hannah, Chris, and I were like, have all these strippers walking around. Like, it was actually really fun. And then two days later, Chris is like, hey, me and Paul are going to the strip club. You want to come? And I was like, all right. He so, was all about the strip. Paul was all about the strip club. Paul spent money at the strip club. <laughs> so then Stephen's birthday comes up and Chris is like, hey, do you want to go to the strip club for Stephen's birthday? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. So into Alaskan Bush Company and that was really weird. There's a- <laughs> it was like him, Kevin, Paul, Chris, and someone else was there. One of your other the friends was there. I think it was like Stan or Mark, like one of the guys. Of the border. Where? Outside the border? No, like on the Nogales side of the Mexican border. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I can't even imagine. And I remember getting chased back across. We were there from like 8 to maybe 10.30. And then we're like, all right, we should probably go because it's Nogales. It's still a little, yeah, a little iffy in certain spots. And we're right on the border. Like, That's we, so we funny. Could, we literally ran back to the freaking <laughs> customs. Oh my like, gosh. All right, let us back across. Let us back across. There's a place. They're mad that we wouldn't pay to sleep with any of the girls. We're like, no. There's a place I'm really intrigued about. <laughs> it's, over, it's right next to ABC. It's like. On Grand Avenue? Yeah, it's north. I know like northwest I know it's a about. topless sports bar i saw that the other day right there i was like that what are you guys doing after this <laughs> going to the topless sports bar <laughs> <laughs> we should go we should go have a couple beers see what it's about i'm down we'll i haven't been to a strip club in america it's yet it's probably like less than 10 minutes it's away a sports from here. bar we could have like go pick up my car something. and then we'll go over there and it's uh yeah i can't drive my, my car's over we at can't westgate drive my car because i've got stuff in the back for moving still i'm so well, that's fine you can so ride with lazy. us we'll go get my car from westgate and then we'll go over there cool and it's we got I'm college down. football going on. We should definitely do it. I'm down. That'd be fun. Let's do it. We gotta eat, right? We do have to eat. And, and if we if we get there and it's awful, we'll be like we can always go to the ABC. 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 It's right yeah, down we'll, the street. We'll go somewhere. The problem is, is going to strip clubs in the daytime. Yeah, so strip clubs are expensive, yeah. but we should go check out the sports bar because we're not we tip them like a meal. Yeah. But if we get there and we're like, Meh, we can go somewhere else. I mean, downtown Glendale's right there. There's food. Yeah, I'm for it. Sounds good. Have More. you guys been to Glendale Glitters yet? What the hell it's is like that? It's like the zoo lights of no. Glendale. I was, uh, Bella was just kind of cool. Night. Yeah, that's cool. Is it year round? No, it's during it's like winter a time. Christmas thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's cool though. Have you, you done? I will say the zoo lights, lights are fun. I have been to zoo lights. My grandpa has always worked for hospice companies, and um, they always get tickets. So, we, but we, I've gone like so many times. It's something you it's definitely cool. go to like a couple times every couple years, maybe, but. Yeah, I've never done not that every, one. Not every year. It's a good time. That's, I mean, yeah. you I don't see too many animals, Westgate but it's just the, cool the way they set it up. Westgate started doing the skating rink. That's fun. Yeah, I love ice skating. I'm not good it's at it at all. It's been a long time. I was against skating. it for the longest time mm-hmm. because I, I'm 
horrible at not being good at things. Oh, I'm not. I love it. I, <laughs> I, I, I thrive on bad things it's I do It's fun badly. to embarrass yourself. <sighs> For sure. I as went long bowling as you don't care what anybody goes. else thinks, it's like, all right, cool, let's go. I went bowling the other day and scored like 190s. I did really well. 120. I was killing it. Yeah. I, uh, this, this was a weekend of golf. I was killing it on the course. Yeah? Well, I mean, still, like, a lot of bogeys, so a lot of bad, I but I was hitting is. it far. Because <laughs> it gets cooler, we should go disc golfing. I've got enough discs for all of us. Have you seen soccer golf? Yeah, I have, actually. That looked hey, interesting. guys, Chris, With you remember Chris volleyball? did the idiot rod? With the shopping carts? Yes. Can the we what? do that? Can we, can, will you guys do that with me? What I'm going to do it. So, the idiot rod, it's... I'm not going to try to like spell that out for you because I can't, okay. but it's in downtown Phoenix and it's like a bar crawl, but you get shopping carts and you have to dress up the shopping cart and then like you, everyone does a theme and it's really funny. Like, um, <laughs> when we went, they did, a, they did, um, coal miners mm-hmm. and they had like a coal miner cart and they all dress like coal miners and then they had a girl dress like a really young girl in the cart so they like play on coal miners and then chris and them did monsters inc and chris dressed up like solely like it was, it was it was so hot outside guys and you push these carts to the bar from bar to bar yeah yeah and they had like mario it's a, kart. It's a race too isn't it huh it's a race yeah because so i think it's a race. a race and you have x amount of drinks you have so many drinks at the bar and then you go and you try to get through all of them to win that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was I'd really fun. I'd be so fun. down to try that. I just we just went and like followed them and like you know what I mean. Just we weren't we weren't part of it. We just hung out, but, but it was fun. so funny. And then like mm. people sabotage the carts like when they're parked, they'll like put locks on them or on the wheels. <laughs> and, yeah, it was so people bring like so come bolt prepared cutters. with bolt cutters. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'll bring the bolt cutters. You bring a grinder. We'll be good to go. Yeah, <laughs> just I, take somebody's wheel off. Just, yeah, just the whole cart's cut <laughs> But people people get really crazy with it, and you just have to have the right people. We that would have like a lot a of blast. fun. Yeah, we would have fun. a lot of fun. They have this is a, a good group for that. Yeah, it, I think it was last. That's two years ago now. When I was with Cushman and Wakefield, they. The group of people wanted to do, it was like the seven peaks or five peaks challenge. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to peak all five or seven mountains here in the valley in oh, 24 hours. Oh, I've seen hours. people do that. I think oh, um, Tasha was, like, was doing that. That sounds miserable. Yeah, they would literally hike to the top, take a picture, and the whole group has to do it. So they would hike to the top, go down, You guys would drive lose to the if I did that place. with you. <laughs> I feel like I'm tired, guys. Let's I go home. I, I'd be I would miserable be with you the whole time. Like, I am not a hiker. I don't mind hiking if like we set aside a day. I'm doing one hike. I have to. I don't fine, like to like go places without like a that? purpose. Like if we're like, let's go to Havasu Pie Falls. I was thinking about this on the drive here. Actually, I don't know why, but in high school, I don't think I've ever like brought this up to anybody. We we would like. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> sorry in advance. <laughs> we went to my friend Amity's house and we were like, I was dating somebody and then most of our friend group, cause we, we did sports medicine. They were like on, they were playing football. So we went to Amity's house and we all stayed there cause her mom didn't care if boys stayed over. And it wasn't like that. We just all hung out and my mom would have lost her shit. If she knew that he'd stay the night there, like she would have been so mad. <laughs> so we couldn't have them pick us up at the house. Mm-hmm. So we walked back to the school because they had a Saturday practice. It was seven miles. Oh, God. And like, I think about that now and I don't even know who I am. Like motivation, man. But I can't hiking. Purpose. Yeah. If I'm, dr- if I'm hiking to something, cool. But if not, mm. then no. I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, we're going camping. Yes. 
I was um, just talking about camping. October 4th. Yeah, October 4th. Are you? We are going to go Pleasant. What day is that? Pleasant, yeah. uh, the 4th is a Friday. And you, what, are you it's leaving next in the morning? Friday. No, we'll leave. All, all, yeah, because I, I work, work Friday. Friday. What time do you guys get off? Like 5. Well, I, 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 I work I'm usually 20 back minutes from here. Five. Yeah. It takes me, like, I have to be home what at time 6. Are you off? I get home at 6. I get off 5. Okay, I'll be home by 5. Just Who's all going? Um, uh, Bella, <laughs> is going to stop friends, me? I'm just curious. A couple of her friends, um, <laughs> one of the guys from work, mm-hmm. two of the guys from work. That's about it. Uh, it my dad might come bit. out with his side by sides. Uh, a jet boat might be there. Where are you guys camping at? Lake Pleasant. Pleasant. Yeah. We're going to go work that close to here. Last though, time we camped at Lake Pleasant, oh, Chris. Okay. So I was so I've tired. I've never camped there. Oh my gosh. What a wild, what a weird trip. I was so over it. I was too. So I was like so tired. I was done. So we go camping and it was just like a really random group of us. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like just really random. So, and it's freezing cold. It was so cold. Side note. I did not know there were donkeys in Arizona. Oh, hell yeah, there are. I didn't know that. Until did one you get kicked in the face by a bird. No, I'm sleeping in a tent. It wouldn't surprise me if that did happen. Me neither. It was so crazy. So we came yeah. like trying to get the like jump up on it. Well, we had done it. Down donkey. We camped two nights, and the first night, uh, Chris was like, "Did you hear those donkeys?" I'm like, "No, there's no fucking donkeys." Because Chris out here. is awful. You can't believe yeah. anything he says. Oh no. Next night, there was one right outside my tent. I got woken up by like a hee-haw. I was like, "What the <laughs> hell was that?" <laughs> So, so we're there and it's really cold the first night and I'm like, I'm freezing. So I had like a a hat, like a crossover. So I slept, I was getting, I got in the trunk and I was like, whatever. So Chris being Chris says, Hey, let's go on a walk. There's people having a party a ways over. And he tells them, first he tells Hannah, we can't go walk unless you put my shoes on for me. And everyone's drunk. So she does it. Mm -hmm. And then she tells, he tells everyone, this is what gets me the most. I won't go unless you guys eat a worm. So everyone eats a worm. So Chris will go with him. I would have been like, fine, stay here then. So yeah. they all go walk over there. And Did you go up there with them? No. I went up there after because Kevin came down came down crying. He was crying. Like like crying. About and Chris what? is walking. Just wait. So Chris is walking behind him and sorry, Chris. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know this part of the story. So Chris is walking behind him and they get there and Kevin's like, someone hit Chris. And I'm, my sister's over there. I'm pissed. I'm like, someone hit Chris. My sister's over there with these people. Like, and you woke me up. So (laughs) I'm like, what? So I like get up and I'm like wearing like sweatpants and I'm just like, just half awake. And Chris or Kevin's like, someone punched Chris in the face. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, uh, Chris, so funny. Chris is like, yeah. I was just over there, like it was fine, blah blah blah. So I go over there, and then like everyone's just kind of like miserable. Everyone's coming back, and just it was just a really weird time. So the next day, we're driving, and Kevin's like, "I left my hat," and they're really nervous about going over there. And I'm like, "Like it's cool, guys. People got drunk. I mean, they shouldn't hit you." And Kevin says, "No." Chris told them, "I've got a gun." And I was like, what? Chris, like, what? Like, he got so drunk. And I was like, why would you say that to somebody? I I, I can't imagine he would say that in, like, an aggressive way. I don't think he did. No. (laughs) I don't think he did. That's not something Chris would do. But also, like, if you don't... I have a really strange group of friends. If you haven't been around them when they're drunk, 
I definitely it's don't encourage it to be in an atmosphere like that. No, it's a different yeah, experience. Yeah, they're weird. <laughs> it's a good group of people, but you have to understand them, who they are. Yeah, all of them are super weird in a good way. I love the it. The thing that surprises me about like our friend group is we all drink so much when we do go out that uh, there's never like... Uh, we never end up in a brawl. Yeah, extremely rare occasions. Or but all there's very no, happy drinkers. Yeah, there's we no do not. It's just way more fun. Not because we need God alcohol forbid to anybody fun, started but... a fight, though, because you know everybody would be there. No, it's always like... It's so funny because... I mean, alcohol does help with When people fun. say, like, describe your friends... Alcoholics. I think something that comes to mind, like, that to, like, really portray how, like, what a ha- what happy, like, fun people they are is, like, they're wholesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, like, drink and hang out or whatever, but we're just a wholesome group. We get together and we just have fun. Like mm-hmm. We we'll enjoy do... each other. And we don't have to be, like, getting shit-faced at a bar either. No, it doesn't matter where like we are. Like Bethany's birthday. That was, that was, that was awesome. Fun. That's weird and fun. We had a good time. I'm trying to find um, we should those do damn shorts. We should do something else again. We should. We should It'll have be a lot of fun. Yeah. We have a Halloween party. Or you have Bella a Halloween does. party? Yeah, it's over. It, it's on your side of town, actually. Side of town. I'll, I'll get more details for you. but it's uh. You can totally Uber. But about that. Yeah, Halloween party. I think it's like the weekend before Halloween or something like that. But we're doing the... It's perfect. Uber will be cheaper. <laughs> we're doing the cat-dog thing. Are That's you guys doing awesome. it? Yeah, but my reason... you got to get a little more into it. And my yeah. reason for doing it is so I can be a wiener and she can be a pussy. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to share with anybody. You do whatever you want. That's cool. That's a good one. So, yeah, I, I don't no know what I'm going to be. Gonna do that for that. I really wanted... So, I didn't obviously do Halloween last year, but the year before I did. Last year was the first year I didn't go trick-or-treating. Yeah, I I've love... I've gone trick-or-treating every year of my life except for I last year. I love Halloween. But I wanted to be... Uh, I wanted to do, like, the Nightmare Before Christmas thing. That'd be cool. But I could not find what I or no I wanted first I wanted to do that then I wanted to do Beetlejuice like actual Beetlejuice That'd be sweet. and I could not find pants that I the one in, in the, time like the striped pants yeah I couldn't find them in time I found them finally and I was gonna order them online so now I know where they're at so I did um I did jigsaw off of saw oh David did that one year when he was like 10 and he was like short stocky so that's he, so fun. he looked he, the tricycle yeah he fit <laughs> The jigsaw is so good. <laughs> this massive head mask. That's and they really got like funny. a nice mask too. So it's like this oh. in-depth mask and this little kid walking around. Guys, I, I painted, I did, I like did the makeup. I like painted. And then I, I had like a black wig and I had like, I found like a suit jacket kind of thing. It was good. I really enjoyed <laughs> it. Awesome. One of the costumes I saw that was funny was the, uh, it was, I think I think called it like nudity or mm-hmm. something like that. But it was like a pixelated outfit that's funny that's awesome that's really funny yeah, i don't know what to do this year i have no idea i really enjoy dressing up as something like outlandish for halloween i mean yeah. why not so one time you i've done you it can. i've done it all at this point so. well bethany's thing was perfect because it cost me like i think it cost me less than 10 bucks mm-hmm. yeah shelby and, I, shelby and i spent the most we spent was on the caboodle to put the our things in our dunkaroos yeah uh, that was a like a boodle to the makeup kits or whatever oh, yeah, we yeah. bought one of those and that's what we put our treat in yeah we didn't do a treat we didn't, or, didn't the hugs was on point though what is it the hugs the little uh drinks oh yeah i was talking to my sister barrels. about those i couldn't remember what they were called but when we yeah. we were like sh- kind of struggling on what to buy but those are really good when you freeze them they're like otter pops that's true oh, yeah they're they always make the my throat sweetener. tickle because there's so much sugar in them yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, they kicked my ass. <laughs> yeah, they did really well with the snacks. I was really it impressed. It was a good party. I liked it. I liked Aubrey's the tower that she had. Dude, that yeah, was she awesome. did a really good job. Oh, and the, like, the candy cigarettes and the wax lips. <laughs> I went over there, there to help them move. Like, wax bottles. That you, I love those as a kid. You sit there and just chew on them. Ugh. I went over there. Those were it makes really me sick just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I braces because you stick that wax in the, in the soft spots. Candy but, cigarettes, like, take me back the most because oh, they're so yeah. awful. We, they're <laughs> awful, but they're wonderful. I went over there to help him uh, like, pack up when he was walking out and or when he was leaving, and he had he still had all the candy. So I had, like, fruit roll-ups, candy cigarettes still, baby bottle pops. <laughs> baby bottle pops. You know what? I, I was a little sad that we couldn't like that it's impossible to find wonder balls no you they, remember wonder balls no, as a kid you can mm-hmm. you can shit. ebay wonder balls but they're like three dollars a piece they have something they're else now they're called like kinder something the kinder eggs they're the same thing Are except they? not as good yeah. now they have like toys inside them and wonder balls had candy candy, candy. like the Which hard made rock candy way and more sense yeah those were the coolest things in the world though as a kid like ever yeah. on i did it, like those toys. a lot I can't think of any other candies that I'm like, wonder, I miss wonder, that. what's in a wonder ball? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Do you hear that uh, Chris set the date? <gasps> no. So I can't say it on here because I don't know if it's a public date yet. You can tell me when we turn this yeah, off. Yeah, we'll tell. But uh, Super excited. I just haven't me... talked to them. I haven't wanted to like bug, but I will call Chris because Chris calls me all the time. Yeah, give him a call. All the time. He, uh, <laughs> he called me the other night. It, well, I think I called him at like 8 o'clock at night. So... 10, Do you know 10:30. where it's going to be? It's going to be up in at Johnny's. I have been so nervous about this because Chris is such a wild card. I can totally see him doing like a destination wedding of some sort and uh-huh. hating him for it. Like, yeah, I would go, but I'd be mad about it. Yep. Well, because <laughs> we it's not, I was thinking it's the not exact just same about thing. him I was like, God Bethany, damn it, it's Chris. <laughs> well, he was even talking about doing like a bachelor party somewhere, like a destination bachelor party. Mm-hmm. Not, all, not all of his groomsmen can leave the country, so... Um, we ended up... We're you know I'd invite myself to that, right? And I would go. Yeah. You got to talk to... I have... Chris gave me rules. I know. That's okay. He said... I, I gave... I asked for one thing at the bachelor party. I said, nothing that'll blow people's fingers off. Because that's hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, okay. And with how intoxicated everybody's going to be. Because mm-hmm. it's out camping. And... You guys want to go camping? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go camping. It'll be fun. And so I... I then asked, because he works on a mine site, if he can get his hands on ex- real explosives. Guys. You know, like Tannerite. So, yeah, so he, uh, he said that I'm if so I keep <laughs> all tits away, mm-hmm. so no women, he will buy me 100 pounds of Tannerite that I get to shoot the trigger. You guys are crazy. Be freaking awesome. Yeah. Only time I've ever had an explosion anywhere near what that would be like I'm was s- we took like a 50-gallon drum. And put about 45 gallons of gas in it. Oh, that's not And then put a cover on top and fill the uh, rest of it with uh, gunpowder. <laughs> and a little fuse. Dude, mushroom cloud just poof. Yeah. I'm really excited. <laughs> we drove away from that place so fast. That as we're driving away, cops are coming. We're like, do 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 I'm really excited to hear the stories. It's going to be... It's, it's going to be, be weird. It's going to be great. I think the whole I'm, wedding's going to be weird, and I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Good weird. He asked me, uh, you know the Best Rimaki weird. that we do? What is it? Ramaki. They're little water chestnuts with bacon, and then they have like a sauce. Oh, those yeah. are so good. He asked me to make those for the wedding. I was like, how many people? And he's like, I don't know, like 200, 250. I was like, that is a shit ton of Ramaki. So is he gonna, where is he going to do it? Is that? Yeah. Cool. I'm really excited. I love going up there. Uh, at least that's what the plan is being is. talked about right now. Yeah. Which oh, yeah. makes sense. I it's like, a good place to do it. 
It's fun up there. Central for everybody. Yeah, I haven't been up there. Family land. Since family changes. But yeah, I haven't been up there in a while. Since everything. You gonna come for the next trippy party? For sure, yeah. Yeah. I haven't been able to go like the last one or the last two, I don't think. Every year there's a fight. I was involved in it again this year. Oh, did you see? I got a nice scar. I did see it. You saw the the Facebook? I like the story Uh too. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Everybody was, was ready explained. to go to arms oh with over it too. Like, who? What the fuck? You, you fucked up, Steven. You, you want to die? Like, no, guys, wrestling. guys, we were play wrestling. I slipped and hit my head on the rocks. That's so funny. That's really I was funny because big and bruised for like four days. I'm definitely not an angry person, but I get really upset when other people are upset. Like that's what sets me off. Is like I'm defensive. I'm not. I get like like, like everybody not of myself, needs to it's calm of everybody down. Else. Like, don't do that. Yeah. See, I'm usually not. I see people to chill out. I don't yeah, like I don't when people get, aggressive. get too crazy. Um, but the problem is, is with Josh being there, uh, I've always been aggressive towards Josh. Who's Josh? I don't remember. Josh he, Desmond. Yeah, we play well, basketball together. Yeah, we like. Oh grew yeah, up I remember. It. I'm just kidding. No, I don't. <laughs> he was definitely. <laughs> he was probably one of those. He probably met him several times. I think I probably met him. And everybody thought he was a douche. And I probably didn't like is. him because you had a lot of friends over. Oh my! So I'm sure that I have met them. I don't remember anyone that stands out that I was like. Remember that, that Halloween person. party we came down for? Yeah. It, um, when there was, it was like me, 40 Logan, Bobo, Gavin, and uh. Don't think it was Halloween. Big game. Was, I think it, it was because we dressed up. Bash. That was a white we trash dressed bash. up. Oh yeah, it doesn't have to be Halloween to dress up at that house. That was. It was a themed party. Honestly, it, it was I've a lived a lot party, of places. So that came as like a mafioso. And that was one of my favorite places. I think so it was just fun. so weird, and I liked it. Could you imagine like if Chris still had that house? I would live there in a heartbeat. They were Chris and Bethany were like, "Hey, there's a room here if you want to move back. Hey, move back. We, you can have the the wood the tree room." And, and then, then they're, they're like, moving. We're moving. Yeah. I, well, we were actually talking about it. It just didn't work out. Is taking their oh, taking their house. Yeah, guys, you should have said something. I would have contributed a hundred percent. That's a beautiful house. That's it's so, so expensive, nice. though. I mean, yeah. for a good reason. It, it's yeah, a, no, it's a super. That's nice too expensive house, for me. Nice How about that? I couldn't afford it. Yeah, it is a. Re- I really like their neighbors too. That was really cool. Yeah, they They're all cool seem neighbors. super cool. Apparently, mm-hmm. the one neighbor, they're, they're swingers or something. <laughs> that makes <laughs> a lot neighbors. of sense. Yeah. That, pro- that whole neighborhood probably is. Probably it sucks because there was such a, like, good opportunity to, like, that's such a good place for people to gather. Yeah. It was such a good spot. Yeah. And then Could they just tore that. it away from us. Selfish. Right? Was Bastard. Selfish. I'm so... Uh, yeah. All because of a little money. <laughs> he had said... Like, he <laughs> was not even thinking about going back out like he wanted to be here he talked to me about it and so he was the house. And he told yeah, he me, to me he said i turned too. it down i'm not doing it and then he was like they came back to me i have to go and i was like i have to go i need you to go for me because that sounds really great yeah yeah I'm, i am really bummed out though chris and it's i keep missing sad. each other yeah well and chris and i two are, years are really moves, close so we got really close again when he came back and then yeah. he left i love again. chris me too. But Bethany just got a job doing sign language interpreting. Did she? Yeah, I guess that's I where she, she has an associate's degree in sign language. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. I love Bethany. I would love to She's good that. people. I'm really glad. <clears throat> it was like meant to be. You know well, what I mean? Well, like Chris is, he, like their relationship, Chris is like a middle school kid. Yeah. Like how he acts. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. It's so funny because my, my grandma's 
especially is always like, is Chris ever going to settle down? She didn't ask that about me. Just Chris. <laughs> I go, Everybody's always asked And I'm that always about like, Chris. you know what? Chris will settle down, but he's got to find someone that like he wants to settle down for. And even then, it's not settling down. Well, their whole story no, is just like how they started dating too. It's awesome. Like he picked her up. He rented, he came back, rented a slingshot, picked her up. And gave her a Batman mask. Well, we all that's know. their first damn date. Like, that's the coolest freaking date. Remember, and she was all about it. I remember when they met. Do you? Yep. That was what I'm I'll tell you later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. <laughs> Not Bethany's. Bethany's perfect. Bethany's amazing. I love Bethany. She's one of my favorite people I in like the Bethany world. more than Chris. Just kidding. Well, we, because uh, Chris had went back and she was here for another, like, month. Mm-hmm. And we were like, we still have to include Bethany. Like, yeah, if Chris is gone, whatever. Bethany's yeah. still hanging out with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I first met Bethany, she was really drunk, and she called me flannel all night because we were both wearing <laughs> flannel shirts. And I was like, good, these are right. good people right here. <laughs> yeah. I think it was New Year. Yeah, it was New Year's Eve. That's the first time I met Bethany. Started my year off right. Their whole timeline was, like, I can't. I'm so bad with like it's all over the place. Stuff happened, yeah. Anyways. And like with him coming, coming we all met on New Year's meeting. Eve. I didn't meet her till a rip you party. No, it wasn't New Year's Eve. It wasn't New Year's Eve. That's a lie. We had a game night, and then we all went out on New Year's Eve. Yeah. We all met at a game night. See, I didn't even know she went to the rip you party last year. Yeah, she went to the rip yeah, party and, last and year. Once That's I was where there, I, I realized it. But yeah, their timeline's weird. I'm just I was so expecting bad to that. see that other girl that he was dating for a while when we went to that rip party. No, yeah, that was shit. that was a while ago. Yeah, but I hadn't been to one or two, and mm-hmm. I didn't know they had split. Well, he moved out here, so they kind of like parted ways. Yeah. All right, worked out for the best. I think he's just lived so many lifetimes; it's hard <laughs> to keep really up with him has. in general. Yeah, he's done so much. Well, and back to like him settling down. We've all every any. Like, anybody that knows him is like, when's he going to do that? I love Chris. Is he going to do that? Chris is very selfish, and I think I admire that about him because he, it's not so much as selfish as, like, he knows what he wants to do with his life, and he's he's not willing to, and it's compromise, that's exactly it. It's not like I'm not willing to, you know, push things off for someone else. It's that I'm not going to just do that for anyone. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I say selfish, I mean it like the nicest way. Like he, no, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's it's something I really admire about him is that he's able to, like, differentiate like a good sacrifice and sacrificing something that he that he's worked towards. Yeah, yeah. But I think he's finally done that. I'm really yeah. I'm excited for him. It like, like makes sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, They're he, a wonderful couple. Even, they, I guess, when they, he had set up in their apartment like when they came back, um, like the wedding the planning book glass of wine uh, so like when they he's came so back cheesy. It was, he's great i love it i love it it's all shit i like to do yeah you guys just drove for 30 hours i don't think she's gonna I, the thought is there but i don't think she's gonna want to start planning the wedding and drink wine right then <laughs> i don't know that's so funny if they can make it the 30 hour drive they're fine no <laughs> doubt like that's it's i've always drive. said like going on a vacation or like a road trip the best way to find out if you can yep i almost got i almost left lane on the side of the road and we drove out 17 hours i was like get get out of the car i don't want a cat anymore (laughs) yeah i can't even imagine shelby and i drove out to texas 
for a vacation one time and it's 17 like i said 17 hours straight through and she just slept the whole time Fuck the that. worst car buddy ever that's like i can sleep anywhere i can't sleep i can sleep in a car but it depends on who's driving like i'm really careful about it because people care crazy fall start falling asleep if you're not talking yeah, about she was like for a little bit that's but... how she was so i drove almost the whole way bless her heart yeah i always make Bella <laughs> stay awake yeah i just like, I'm you're gonna, i'll drive but i need someone to talk to yeah yeah that was a really long drive i just i wouldn't want to do that by myself again it's I can not imagine. well and it's probably all flat huh very boring new mexico or yeah new mexico Ugh. and then why does that state there i think texas is yeah i know I think Texas is nice because there's always something really nice to look at. Like the trees and stuff. It's like being up in Pine Top. You know what I mean? It's just like when you look around, you're like, this is really nice. When I think of Texas, I picture like desert. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Texas there's like is heavily past. wooded areas. Like we lived backed up to woods all around. And then they just recently tore down the woods on one side. And we're building some houses there. It was really sad. Like one day there was woods there and two days later they weren't. Yeah, yeah they cleared fast. out fast. Yeah. They hit, got a huge storm that hit them, and, like, people's trash cans are floating away. Yeah, people were, like, stuck on, pulled up on the sides of the highways and stuff because it was so flooded out. Oh, man. So glad I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I do not want to be Did stuck in a house. Did they get hit by the hurricane stuff? Um, this one was a tropical storm, but they oh. got hit by Harvey. Hmm. So. Remember when the I-17 flooded? Yeah, it was like, it's like that That's every time crazy. it rains, I feel like. It's awful. Like, ugh. Yeah. I never thought I'd get tired of rain, but I did. So, happy to be back. Yeah. All right. Well, should we go to the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sports, top of the sports bar? Yes. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, that's episode four of Desert Beach Podcast. Once again, if you have any, uh, requests of people you want to hear or, or come on to it, I'm open to ideas. So, reach out. Thanks.